0: Welcome to episode number 82 of Taken With You for August 22nd, 2010. Take with you. Today we discuss digital photography and getting prints at Walmart, Netflix, and more. Stay tuned. Yeah, today we're going to have a little talk about technology and the advancement of it. Uh, My new music project. I have a new song, a couple of new songs for you to listen to. That'll be fun. And then the big subject of the day is judgment. Do we make judgment calls on people? And if so, why? And are we supposed to judge others? It's called Judge Not. The earth belongs to the Nereza. And only one hope remains. Project Eden. An ocean and thousands of miles infested with monsters separate the companions from their last hope for salvation. And all the while, an unseen hand guides their every move. After the dawn comes the morning. But with the light
1: comes the inescapable truth. The human race needs a miracle.
0: Martians Are Here podcast available on iTunes and through the Having a great time with the Martians are Here podcast. I've been uh, creating all sorts of crazy music, haven't I? Yep, yep, yep. What
2: very, very yep, yep, crazy. Yep.
0: Yeah. I very, got some samples of it if you want to hear some.
2: Very intense stuff.
0: Well, right, let me see. I've, uh, we've been having some cool dream sequences, or, or what I like to call dream sequences. I'm not sure sometimes. Anyway, for those of you that are listening to the program and you don't know, I also do music for like audiobooks and podcasts and other things like that and so i've been composing a lot of music for the martians are here podcast Mm -hmm. and so like my latest one is the um the strong and bold one you you remember that one
2: you know you produce so much music it's really hard for me to keep track here
0: i'll play a little bit for you Okay. okay now you remember what it is here come the drums
2: No, but I feel my my shoulders shimmering or whatever you call that. (laughs) I feel like I should be dancing and going barefoot and dancing around the house. (laughs) I
0: need need to play more of this music, I guess. My hippie wife. Anyway, this is a song called Strong and Bold that I did um, for this one sequence in uh, in the show or in the podcast. And I used... I don't know, what, 16 tracks to do this? It has vocals, it has um, several percussion percussion instruments and uh, and then of course the synthesizer stuff with the stuff to make it a little more sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And at one point there's these three apes that uh, beat their chest and brag about what they've done and I have that in here too. Of course you don't hear them beating their chest, but you can hear them going, ho, ho, ho.
2: Ho, ho, ho. Well, not like like Santa Claus.
0: (laughs) Well, I didn't want to do hoo, hoo, hoo. That was a little bit too cliché-ish.
2: I want to be like you, No, no, no. Not Jungle
0: (laughs) There, I'm singing. See? Cool, huh? Ready? You're pretty soon to hear the little... Anyway, if you want to hear the whole entire stuff, you can just have to download the martiansarehere.com podcast. Just go there, download episode 19, and you'll get this entire song on the end. Did you know that?
2: Um, no, I didn't.
0: Yeah. It's at the very end of the... I mean, it's, it goes on during the thing, and then it plays mm-hmm. at the end. And then I've been doing some other ones. Let me see.
2: just drink something? Oh, sorry, yeah. I have some diet Pepsi here.
0: Uh, I wanna
2: So what are you singing? Wow wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I didn't really know what to say, so I just did
2: Wah Wow <laughs> My wife. Now now you know why he doesn't have me help him with his his songs recordings.
0: I don't even know what to say. <laughs> There it is, there it is In stereo Isn't that cool?
2: Yeah It's, it's better than when I tried to sing Jungle Book
0: Alright Oh, there it is
2: Here
3: we are So strong and
0: bold That was about the <laughs> They're bragging We're strong, we're bold We're monkeys, I mean apes Anyway, it's kind of fun, the creative process.
3: All right.
2: It's a really good song. Um, I noticed that a lot of the songs that you produced for this this particular podcast are rather intense, but it's kind of an intense sci-fi...
0: Hold that thought. Okay. So I'm doing all this other kind of music, too. This one is called Breakfast with Nemo. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it's about a character named Nemo in the thing. And he has... The characters sit down for breakfast with him, and so I did this uh, 13 minute song that goes behind a bunch of explanation behind the plot of the story. So that's yeah, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I got to use this really cool um, setting on the synth that I really like. This one I, I used actually on the Stargazer album, it's probably recognizable by those that have it, but it's that, the harp kind of stereo harp mm-hmm. sound.
2: It's really relaxing,
0: right. But then I also used this really cool synth thing. There it is. And that's taken from the theme that I did uh, where they're in this. Well I can't, I don't want to give away the story, but they're in this specific place, and the place has a theme. And the theme to that is is right here. Let me play a little bit of that. Now this one is a little more intense. Kind of cool, huh? Mm-hmm. This one is called In the Belly of the Whale Oh, I just gave it away um, Well, not necessarily a whale But anyway
2: A really big fish
0: Well, maybe No.
2: <laughs>
0: but anyway, you notice that it has all this cool sci-fi element to it Plus orchestration Cool, huh?
2: Uh-huh
0: You just put up with me, don't you?
2: No, I love you. I don't put up with you. I love you. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, well, we probably should just tell everybody what's going on around our, our, our what's going on around our house. So, maybe it's time to quit playing this music and play our other music. What do you think?
2: Sure, why not?
0: All right. <laughs> Well, another crazy, eventful week around our house.
2: Yeah, it it kind of is like that a lot.
0: Always. Mm-hmm. When does it not? We're getting ready for our friends to come and visit. Mm-hmm. My friend Jeff from Canada mm-hmm. and his wife Teo Teo are coming down, driving, making a little road trip, and they're going to be with us for a few days here in the Great Northwest.
2: The Great Northwest?
0: Well, you know, we've had tons of different people that we've met through the podcast that um, are wanting to come and visit. And so we had to schedule it out because we had to work, too. So yeah. So, um, um, the, I think next in line, hopefully, is Richard Pete, our friend mm-hmm. from Chicago. And maybe his wife will come and his, his son, too. That'd be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they're going to visit, I think. And who else? Will, uh, um, Tim. Is, Tim is going to come mm-hmm. up eventually here, too. Um, but but uh, we
2: had four groups of people that wanted to come up. At the same time. At, this summer and we're going well i'd love to have you all <laughs> yeah my, my sister actually went so far saying well you should just have a take him with you retreat and have everybody come <laughs> all at once and then you'd <laughs> maybe, only have to take we'll one the, week off of work <laughs> maybe we'll
0: do the northwest the northwest uh, trip here in a couple of years we could have everybody meet and we could do the sci-fi museum in seattle and then go show them the rainforest and have a big barbecue that'd be fun Yeah. I don't know if anybody really wants to fly out here and see us, but (laughs) you know what I mean. Fly out
2: for a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. That would be funny.
0: But anyway, it's been a crazy week and uh, all sorts of different things. I took pictures for a wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. And you went to a a barbecue and my son was out voting all in one day.
2: Yeah. Catherine went to the barbecue with me.
0: Yeah. And I went and took pictures at a really nice, fun wedding in the backyard. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were a lot of fun. It was uh, Danny and Debbie got married. And you can see the photos. I put up about 13 photos out of the 300 that I took mm-hmm. on on uh, Facebook if you want to go check it out. It's facebook.com slash rick.moyer.
2: And you have another wedding coming up that you're doing the photography Yeah, for. in a week or so,
0: I'll be doing uh, for a long, long time friend. He used to be in our youth group when we were I youth know. pastors. Doesn't that
2: make us feel old? The yeah. only thing is, is we were quite young youth pastors yeah, then. Yeah, and
0: he was, he's not that much
2: older um, than us. But I mean,
0: we're not much that, well, maybe we are. Anyway, <laughs> we, we sorry, actually,
2: buddy. I think you have another wedding that you're performing the ceremony for next month. Uh-huh. For from another boy that was in our youth group, that's yes. a grown man. Yes, um, Gary. Yeah, uh-huh. and and he was in our youth group twenty three, uh, twenty four years ago. I'm. <gasps> uh, Hand me my geritol. <laughs> I know. Gosh, it just seems so odd when we have have people that we remember as teenagers when we were their youth pastors, and
0: now they're adults and having families, and yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's just, yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, I did this uh, wedding, and I took a bunch of photos. Now, it happened to be the hottest day of the year here. It was in the 90s, and I went over to the house, and they had a beautiful backyard, and they had uh, done this beautiful um, arbor, and they had benches made and everything just for the ceremony. And so the ceremony was going on, and I was around taking pictures, and I was stepping on pine cones making all this noise. I felt so embarrassed, but I got some really good shots. Mm -hmm. But the problem was it was so sunny. That That is actually a detriment when you're taking pictures because um, I, had to, I had to tweak every single one mm-hmm. of the photos I had to tweak, but they came out really nice, and then we got to deliver them the next day Over to the house where they were, and uh, they put it on their big screen, and we all sat and watched them, and that was really fun to to hear their reactions and stuff. They really enjoyed the pictures, so that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Very fulfilling when it works out, but I always get nervous doing weddings, and I don't probably because you just don't want to ruin it, you know, Mm -hmm. because you only got one shot.
2: Yeah, I I think it was um, the parents of the bride that said when they got married. Um, a relative said they were going to take pictures because they were a good photographer. Mm-hmm. And they took pictures all day. And, and this is back
0: in the what? 40s, sixties. Oh, they've 50s? been married
2: over 50 years. Okay. So right. it's, it was a while ago. But sixties. anyway, got to the end of the day. And I would have thought after, you know, 30 or 40 pictures, they would have noticed this. But <laughs> they, because because this is back in the days of film. And um they had no film in the camera. Yeah. All day. Long. I actually have done
0: that before, not now because it's digital and it tells you if the cards in there or not. But I remember when we when I had a dark room and everything and I, I did a photo shoot one time and you know, you don't know until you get to the, end. you You know, you, you're flipping well, the thing. Yeah, and because if you
2: open it up and right, there's film in it, you right. ruin it.
0: But at the end, you had to wind it back in, the 35 mm-hmm. millimeters. Mm-hmm. And I remember hitting the button and trying to roll it back in and realizing there was no film. And it's so it very, very difficult when that happens.
2: Well, especially for a wedding. Well, yeah. I know sometimes when you've done weddings, um, you've had a backup. Um, a backup. Like one of our sons had a, a pretty decent camera and. He came and did pictures at the same time that right, you did, right. and you were able to use a few of his. And you know that way, hopefully, you catch all the moments you need to catch. Yeah,
0: like uh, at one wedding, I actually had to pull off of the video a picture of them kissing because my camera stalled. Yeah. Now this time, I did. I, I got them kissing, so that was good. Yeah.
2: So. That's a tricky thing because if yeah. you're taking a picture and then it, and it says busy busy, on it then and, you're in trouble. Yeah, right at that. It's not moment, a good thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. so I had fun. But here's what happened: I got some of them um, developed at Walmart. They have a a place where you can do the one hour photo thing. Mm-hmm. And so I sent them in. And then when I got them back, they all looked great, except for one. Just the picture looked funny, and I couldn't figure out why. Well, it cut off. It was bigger than the um, what they do. Did
2: kind of a widescreen. Yeah,
0: and I didn't realize. That I figured with digital photos because I clicked digital, true digital on the on the form. I figured it would just get everything, but it actually cut off a groomsman and a bridesmaid.
2: Yeah. So that was kind of embarrassing. cut them in half. Yeah. That was mean.
0: Yeah. So anyway, when you do that, be aware that your digital photos, if you crop them or do different things to them, they don't always come out in the same size that Mm -hmm. you want them to do. So you've got to look at it carefully before you hit submit Mm -hmm. on the website. But what a convenient thing. You know, I can download an entire um, album of pictures that I've taken and then uh, hit a button and get them all developed and put in you know, put into prints, and I can go pick them up at Walmart in an hour, yeah. and relatively cheap. It doesn't cost that much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's amazing that we live in a, in a day like that.
2: Well, cons- and then. Uh-huh.
0: You can share the album with friends and family, and they can order prints and get them sent to their Walmart.
2: Well, and considering the fact that you and I didn't get enlargements for from our wedding until 20 years after we got married, yeah. because back in our day, um, we paid the photographer, and we got 50 pictures mm-hmm. and just the proofs, Yeah, and we were newlyweds. You were working at a Christian radio station at the time. We didn't have a lot of extra money, so all we had was our 50 proofs and then years later um the daughter of the photographer he was an older man and um she was going through his um all the stuff ne- negatives and gave them to us and we finally got some prints made but you know that took us 20 years yeah. so we we don't do that with our our um married couples we give them the the rights to the pictures they can have everything a, i just take tons drive. of pictures
0: and charge by the hour and that's that's mm-hmm. how i make extra money
2: because we want people to actually be able to get prints and not hold yeah. the copyright over their head and well stuff. i
0: understand if that's all we did for a living we would do that with mm-hmm. copyright and everything but that's not all we do so
2: yeah yeah it's nice to bless people too yeah
0: it is okay um enough of the digital anyway digital photography is cool mm-hmm. you should tell us what kind of digital camera you have And write in and tell us or give a comment on if you like digital photography, because we do.
2: Mm
0: Got to go check out the pictures of my flowers and my cat and several different things on my my Facebook page, Yep. facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer. And you'll see galleries and galleries full of pictures, because I like to take pictures. Yes, you do. Okay, uh, we have we were blessed with a three month subscription to Netflix. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. and that is coming to a close. Yeah, it's going to be the end of this month, and then we uh, we either have to uh, pay for it ourselves or not have it anymore. And my son decided that he wants to have Netflix.
2: Yeah, well, it works with his Wii, so he can go to old episodes of sci fi shows he likes and, and other things and stuff and yeah. watch them. Yeah,
0: so. I found that, sorry, I didn't mean to yawn, but it's really easy. If you have a Netflix subscription, if you go to your account, you can actually pick from a variety of different kinds of accounts. We went from the two Blu-rays and uh, and streaming and everything. I just, I saved like seven, eight bucks a month by just clicking on one Blu-ray, you know, and and streaming.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that cut it down to like 10 bucks, something around there. And so that's a lot more affordable. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of exciting. So we're going to keep that because we like it so much. And we can play it through our Blu-ray player right onto our TV.
2: Or the Wii. Andrew uses his Wii. Yeah. It's actually our family's Wii. But yeah. And I haven't uh, seen it for months.
0: Well, that's because he has it in his room. Yes. Yeah.
2: I need to do Wii bowling again. We haven't used the Wii games for a while.
0: Maybe we can play that with Jeff and Teo Teo.
2: That would be fun.
0: Yeah. that'd be That'd be fun. So there you go, guys. If you're listening, you know. No, he's probably on the road already. They're they're probably coming down by this time. Wow. When the thing comes out. So
2: that means I should probably clean my house.
0: Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care. But then... I know you don't
2: care. But it's a, a woman thing. We like to clean our house before we have company.
0: So you've been having computer problems.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I had You have some.
0: Frankenstein the computer right now.
2: Yeah, but it's working. Um, Some of my keys aren't working on my laptop, so you loaned me a keyboard. I didn't loan you
0: anything. You took it.
2: Well, I took your keyboard. Yes. And um, I've got it plugged into the auxiliary. <laughs> um, so I have two keyboards on my laptop. But
0: so I've been shopping for a laptop trying to find something that would be decent for you. And I am blown away. I cannot believe the bang you get for your buck now. Yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, I remember when we were buying, trying to get a beefy computer, and they cost up into the three or $4,000 range. Yeah. And now you can buy a laptop which is, which is higher powered, more RAM, more um, hard drive space, and everything, better video card, wireless, the whole schmear. For like three, four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. What's up with that?
2: My um, my daughter in law had a I'm really, not complaining. My was... daughter in law had a really nice Mac. She's an artist and is going to college, and it died last week. And um, not good
0: I, when Mac dies.
2: Yeah, and so I was really concerned for her because they're like baseline a thousand dollars, and she has you know she had a really nice one. So I was thinking, what are the kids going to do? Da, da, da. And then I found out that. It was still under warranty cuz she had a 3 year warranty. I
0: love warranties.
2: Yes. And so um she got a new hard drive, a new battery, very a new cool. um, screen and new keyboard. It's like practically a new laptop.
0: Oh, that's great.
2: So, I was very happy for her and it, she's going, you know, she got it fixed before college started again this fall. Oh, that's
0: great. That's great. Yes. So, she'll be all set to go.
2: Yes. Yeah. You know, I hope she
0: didn't lose her data, did she?
2: You know, I think she lost most of it. Ah, uh, They, they tried recovering it. She had she had a bunch on an external And what does that mean, everybody?
0: What does that mean? Remember up, to back up. Back up. It's she, not just what you do in your car.
2: Mm-hmm. She did have an external hard drive that had a lot of her iTunes music. Oh, good, and good, good, good. Some of her artwork, but she'd been working on some new artwork that they'd been on vacation. So she was trying to paint on the computer to, to be eco-friendly, paperless artwork. Yes. I, <laughs> she was doing some... A
0: lot of people do that now.
2: Some paperless artwork, and was all the stuff that she was in the middle of working on... Is gone. ...wasn't backed up. Ah, that's a so she lost her new stuff, but she had quite a bit of her she's old She's very stuff resourceful,
0: there. though she will make it again.
2: Yes, she's very talented. I've had
0: the same thing happen with music projects where the computer will glitch or something, and I lose it. And I find... This is an interesting thing in the creative process. I find that... If I have put a little bit of work into something, maybe a few hours of work into something and it crashes, I actually, even though it really is disheartening, the second time I do it, it's better.
2: Well, I know when I was teaching writing to our, our kids in homeschool, the writing process is basically write a draft and outline a draft mm-hmm. and then write another draft <laughs> and rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. So I imagine the same, same idea yeah. for writing and, and music and art yeah. that, that you can have different phases and every phase gets a little more yeah, developed. If, and
0: you know, if I get time to really work on a song, it's best if I do it in a couple, three days because um, sometimes I get inspiration and I can do it in one day, but most of the time it takes two or three days to make a decent tune because you have to walk away from it. Your ears don't hear the same the next day, and so finally you can refine it and get it to where you want it. But uh, yeah, sometimes when things crash, it's actually not a horrible thing. I mean, I don't <clears> recommend <throat>
2: it, but I I still remember the time that you had Jeez. like just sequenced out about seven or eight songs or something, and yes. you, it was in the back in the day of a MIDI was just really coming in, and you yes, had and it.
0: MIDI was a, a really cool protocol that allowed you to play the keyboard into a computer it's uh, it's synced up with your keyboard and then when you and push your play machine yeah it whatever. would play all your electronic devices back for you so you didn't have to play them you could i could play guitar or bass mm-hmm. while the other stuff was going
3: on
2: yeah so but anyway you had worked hours and hours if not days and days on this sequence and i was being a helpful wife mm-hmm. and i this thought, happens a lot even <clears> now <throat> I thought, well, you know what? Um, You have all these cords all over the place. Why don't I try tidying them up? As my wife used to
0: put it, more cords than a wife can understand.
2: Oh, and it's gotten even worse. So anyway, um, but I was trying to tidy up around. He was um, a worship leader at a church at the time. So I was trying to tidy up the stage. And you had cords everywhere. And so I... (laughs) I was tidying, tidying, and then you went to go play your stuff, and I had accidentally unplugged something.
0: Yeah, I remember that. And it Actually, caused... you Actually, you interrupted the power supply, and it scrambled the memory in my machine. Yeah, I lost all of it. So
2: you know what now? Now I kind of encourage you to clean up your own musical area. And it
0: looks like a cyclone went off.
2: And it does, but you know what? It's it, I don't want to be responsible for losing all your.
0: I was very stuff. upset. At the
2: yes, time. you were. Yeah. So now you clean up your own little area. You and get then if the I destroy my sequences, then then it's you can it's be my mad my at fault. yourself instead of me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you get out your little vacuum hose and you hose around the little cords yes, on the floor.
0: <laughs> well, you know, speaking of music and everything, I've been busy creating more music again. This mm-hmm. time, um, I did a new Star Trek song.
2: Yeah, you did.
0: Do you remember the episode of Star Trek: The Original um, Series? Well, it
2: has something to do with a a lady android something.
0: Okay, no, no,
2: robot. It, no, or well, girl, lady okay, okay. Girl. Just,
0: come on now, okay. Oh. The the name of the episode is "What Are Little Girls Made Of?" or mm-hmm. or was it "What Are Little Girls Made Of?" Yeah.
2: Well, it has Nurse Chapel.
0: Yes, it has Nurse Chapel, which and was her, the yeah, the nurse of Doctor McCoy. Her and
2: boyfriend and, turns out to be an android.
0: Well, just spoil it for everyone.
2: Oh, sorry.
0: Anyway, Kirk and Chapel and two red shirts, security people, beam down to a planet.
2: You don't want to wear a red shirt.
0: And be in Star Trek.
2: And not be a main character. That's right. It's okay if you're Captain Picard. He wears a red shirt. But
0: Yeah, I guess he does. But
2: you don't want to be an extra that's in a red in shirt. In the
0: old series, or the original series, you don't want to wear a red shirt. Anyway, they yeah. beam down to the planet, and uh, they are walking through these... these caverns because it's an ice planet so it's underground the complex mm-hmm. and uh, one of the security guards gets uh, actually both the security guards eventually get killed and uh, there's a bottomless pit the guy that played Lurch is in the episode um, anyway long story short uh, Nurse Chapel is reunited with her fiance after five years Dr. Corby Dr. Roger Corby well Roger Corby turns out to have made all these different androids with the help of Rock who is Lurch anyway and he is he has an evil plot to take over the 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 universe by replacing the human beings with androids
2: hmm
0: what a classic sci-fi episode so I wrote a song okay and uh and it's an original song it's not a parody this time and uh so if you've ever seen that episode you you, you will get a kick out of this if you haven't uh ah, it's good you dance around too so uh this is called uh, I'll just play it for everybody it's called um what's it called?" Oh, I want to make an Android bot. Gotta make an Android body. I was gonna say that's what little girls are made of. But yeah, I
2: thought it was that's no, what little girls are no, made of. No, it's called
0: gotta make an Android body. Okay. So here you go, and uh, Amy's gonna dance around the
1: house.
2: <laughs> oh, and I'm yeah. Going to play this.
1: I understand you gave up a career in bio research to sign aboard a starship.
2: I know he's alive down there, Captain. Scanner Canada Bridge. Status
1: report to me. It's been five years since his last message.
2: Roger's a very
3: determined man. He'd find a way to live.
1: Enterprise. Come in, Enterprise. This is Roger Corby.
3: To Exo-3 they went, where Dr. Corby <laughs> sent the planet blue and filled with ice. At first the guard he died, you're identified. Watch your step by the bottomless pit, yeah. That's a party search A giant looks like Lurch. His name is Rock and he's real cool and There's Chapel, Cecil Brown Buddies, memories, gownies An android in disguise Cause that's what little girls are made of Fashioned by the old ones that made us That's what little girls are made of Everything nice. Circuit boards that run their device. That's what Dr. Gordy made of. All man is brought to life in Android Kirk. So Kirk convinces Rock and insults oh, Mr. Spock. The old ones did the same thing once, yeah. Andrea kills a fake, oh, what a pair they make. She kisses Corby, then they die. Miss Chapel can't believe, and so she starts to grieve.
0: true is that what you're made of
2: and you know i'm not sure about the android body
0: that was fun anyway i hope yeah. everybody enjoyed that
2: yeah you know it's was, it was kind of a different song for you it was a little bit more bubblegummy. i kind of liked it
0: Ah, uh, yeah i just need a boy band don't i
2: yeah it needs a boy band with guys spinning mm-hmm. around with you know dorky shoes on half their shirt off no I'm just, I'm just joking
0: being goofy all right we'll be right back in just a momento
2: No, I don't think he likes you at all.
3: (laughs) No, I don't like you either. (laughs) I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because it's not much dialogue. And because George Lucas didn't write all the (coughs)
2: dialogue. I'm Jen, and I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours,
3: the Anomaly Podcast.
2: That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y com.
0: And we're pleased to say that um, Jen who had her first baby, Mm -hmm. is doing well. Yeah. And I guess he's, well, we've seen pictures. He's very, very darling.
2: He's getting little chubby cheeks already. It's so cute.
0: That's what babies do. Very cute. Yes. So Mm -hmm. anyway, congratulations again. To our Anomaly ladies. Of course, um, Angela is always very fun. She's so much fun to talk with and uh, love listening to their show. They always have a different perspective on the geeky world.
2: Yeah, from a girly perspective. Exactly. But not too girly. Not
0: too girly. Yes, yeah. it is. It's totally girly, but I like listening to it anyway because I like to hear what all the different things about sci fi and. All that kind of stuff from different perspectives. I
2: mean, it's not so girly that guys wouldn't enjoy it. No,
0: I know a lot of guys that listen to the program, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about Anomaly Podcast, other than it's really cool, and you can find them, I think, at Mm AnomalyPodcast.com, which is a lot of fun. Okay, um, wanted to really quickly, I I hate this part of the podcast because I don't like talking about money, but we have had some really nice uh, folks help out the podcast here in the last couple of months really really appreciate it uh and I finally did a little section on the website where people can donate monthly cuz I know a lot of people forget they want to do something every month and then they get busy and everything and they can't they don't remember to to put it in and if you want to donate to take him with you on a monthly basis we now have a new section on our website when you go to the to the donate section you just click on the little orange button that says donate and it'll take you right to a page where you can do a one-time gift, or you can have a monthly donation come from PayPal, uh, and there's several different um, selections on how much you want to do. And uh, we just wanted to say, Amy and I just want to say thank you to all those who help, Um We have some very faithful and loyal folks that help us out every month, but we certainly could use more. If uh, you want the Moyer family to have a little easier time at things and be able to bring you all sorts of cool programs like we do and uh, do even some more specials and more music, uh, we would really appreciate anything that you could give towards the podcast, wouldn't we?
2: Yes, it would be very helpful.
0: And I am currently working on a brand new project. Music Project is going to come out on iTunes um, I'd also and uh, and uh, on Amazon and and various places. I'd really like to be able to produce some actual physical CDs as well, uh, but that is going to take um, I don't know about I think what did we say about four hundred bucks?
2: Yeah, I think. I think that's about how much initial cost was on the last album that we did. Yeah,
0: it doesn't cost a whole lot because I work in my own studio, but the actually having the CDs duplicated and everything. Anyway, if you feel like you want to help with the brand new project, and I'm, I'm going to be revealing that probably next week when we have uh, Jeff here and Teo Teo, I'll be talking about the new album project that I'm working on. I'll tell you the name of it now. It's called MW Orbit.
2: Mm-hmm. but
0: I won't say anything else until later and Let's I just, know
2: what the MW came from because I came me up with that yeah. add, that idea
0: so anyway we're going to talk about that next week but if you uh, want to get on the ground floor of helping us put that out um, you know, any gift you could give uh, extra towards that would be just awesome just let us know uh, when you send it in that you want it to go towards that and we'll certainly put it into that and anything over that amount just goes back into the donation thing and we use it to make the podcast and pay our bills Mm-hmm. yeah so we 're you know we 're not a like a non profit thing we 're a business and stuff, and I do lots of other th- things on the side, but it sure is helpful. Uh, I know that the uh, the few people that do give every month ha- make a big difference in our lives, and we really really appreciate it. want to say thank you so much for helping uh, spread some hope out to people and some creativity and we appreciate you very much don 't we
2: very very much thanks
0: okay okay let 's um, let 's get into our subject for the day i think it 's got something really cool to talk about. Uh, Or got something really cool to talk about? Yeah, I think it is. It's something that plagues humanity, and it's called judging others. This is called Judge Not. Get ready. Well, today we're going to be talking about a subject that really affects every single one of us. Yeah. And that's called judging others. hmm And we all do it.
2: Yes. I know
0: th- there's a lot of people say, well, you know, you know um, oh, I'm not really that harsh on other people. But you know what? We all, at one time or another, have judged someone else.
2: And even if we're good about not saying something out of our mouth... Um,
0: sometimes I, we think it I in I our know heart.
2: Sometimes, you know, I'll catch myself... Thinking something about the way people take care of their kids, or the way they, you know, you just kind of like, oh, I can't believe they're doing that, and you know, and and yet we don't always know what's behind their lives and what's gone on with them. Well,
0: I I think another thing too, um, being that this is a spiritual podcast, I mean, we talk about spiritual things. Obviously, we talk about things that aren't spiritual too, but but it seems to be something that. Um When you think about judgmental people, you most often think of religious people
2: yeah unfortunately
0: unfortunately that mm-hmm. shouldn't be but it mm-hmm. but it is the case and and I think a lot of times people that maybe live a different lifestyle than than people that are believers or 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 maybe they they do things then they don't really care about what God thinks or they don't really care about what the Bible says that sometimes people believers or Christians can can come across very harsh and judgmental against people that aren't like them. Mm-hmm. But to be in all fairness, I have noticed that not just those aren't the only people that are judgmental. No. I've noticed that even in issues like um, in, uh, in uh, being prejudice or, or maybe the whole homosexuality um, issue, I've noticed that there are people on both sides of the issue that are extremely judgmental. Mhm. So judgmental judgmentalism and judgment and things like that are not specific to any one group.
2: Well, and then sometimes people can be judgmental for
0: or like the abortion issue or or,
2: or like they're judgmental because people have large families or choose to homeschool or... Right. You know, they can be really judgmental about Or if that. somebody
0: somebody's a geek and they're a sports fanatic, they can be real judgmental against people that are geeks or mm-hmm. things like that.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think it's a matter of people making different choices that you wouldn't make and... And
0: then criticizing them harshly because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Well, so... What we're trying to establish here is that we're all in the same boat. Yeah. That every one of us has likes and dislikes. And unfortunately, what happens is groups of people will band together and then make a judgment call. Or even individuals, as individuals, sometimes we'll make a judgment call against somebody else when it's not That's not really the right thing to do. However, as we're going to find out in in some of the comments that we got on Facebook and Twitter there was some really great insight into the fact that we all have to be judgmental to some extent because we need to make some judgment calls as far as what is right for us and what is not mm-hmm. and so there is an element of being discerning and having you know boundaries and borders in our own lives the problem comes is when we 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 project that onto someone else i
2: mean or yeah.
0: mean about it. Yes, I mean I mean there's a total different way. I mean you can disagree with someone and still love them.
2: Well, the Bible says to be wise as a serpent but gentle as a dove. So to me that means you're going to have some wisdom and discretion in your life
3: mm-hmm.
2: about choices that you make, but you don't need to be harsh to other people if they make different decisions than you made. You know, being gentle as a dove, you're not going to come and bite someone. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I think there's a really there's some interesting scripture that talks about judgmentalism, and I think it'd be fun. Maybe you could look this up real quick for me. Um, okay. There's a place where Jesus um, is talking, and he he basically says, "Judge not, lest ye be judged." Okay, now that's in the King James version. Okay. Um, but if you go to Google and type "Judge not, lest ye be judged," you'll find where where Jesus talks to people, and then he makes this really interesting comment. He says, for with the same measure mm-hmm. that you give out, in other words, the same way you judge others, you will also be judged with that same measuring cup. And so that is a very interesting concept. So so what, what Jesus is saying is that if you will, if you're going to be harsh towards someone, expect the harshness back towards you because that's the way it works. What you sow is what you also will reap. I mean, if you put corns, corn kernels in the ground and you, and you put the dirt over them, they're going to grow corn. They're not going to grow peas. They're not going to grow squash. So if you, if you put out there, uh, if you're mean and nasty and judge groups of people with a, you know, a, a fail swoop of your hand or brush, then guess what? Expect very much so that you yourself will be judged, and that same exact way, because Jesus said that. He said, you know, with the same way that you are going to go this way with people, it's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a very, very interesting comment.
2: Just in, just in the Gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I found one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, times that it says, basically, judge not, um, or you will be judged.
0: So, so the term then is, it, it, it's 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 basically, if you do this, this is what's going to come back on you. Mm-hmm. So, could there be a way that we can judge that isn't destructive? I mean, can we can we judge things without having harsh repercussions? What do you think?
2: Um, I think
0: that do you understand what I'm trying yeah, what i'm saying
2: i I think that we need to have discernment and discernment is like goes beyond external judgment and goes more towards the spirit of the matter or
0: um, what do you what do you mean by that?
2: well sometimes when people judge by just what they see on the outside it can be quite different and not as um as sometimes you don't know what people have been through and i think when you've known so you
0: don't ju- judge a book by its cover basically yeah
2: and and even though people might make um poor choices you don't know the reasons why they've done that um so yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Anyway, <laughs> it's kind it's a tricky thing, but I mean Well, okay.
0: For for instance, I remember um and Kenny and Harry will remember this. They came up and they visited us and we were out um we were out driving and we were on our way back and we started talking about um and they're they're a gay couple. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about he wanted to know um if if uh if they were the first gay couple that we knew and so on well, no we we'd known some others and 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 all that but we started talking about um judgmentalism and how sometimes people can point fingers and just be just really upset over decisions that they have made and and we started talking about something that i that i think is very important this is what i told him i said you know i had never really heard what you feel like in other words, um, Kenny uh, shared with me what what is going on inside of him and the reasons that he feels he's the way he is and and he and he shared very personally you know some things over over our friendship and you know and he talked a lot about it and and quite honestly, this is exactly what I'm trying to say to you that what you said to us as far as we have not walked in their shoes, so we don't know why they feel the way they feel mm-hmm. and so once he explained to me how he felt. It changed my perspective um, to the point where, you know what? I, I love Kenny, and I love I love him as a friend. And, and unless you know somebody and know why they've made the choices they've made, you cannot understand the decisions that they've made. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so it cleared it up for me, and it helped me understand more because I was raised in a situation where, or not raised, but in, in the church that I went to, um they were just they didn't, I don't think anybody knew anybody that was gay. Aren't and if they did they were just harsh and mean to them.
2: Well, I think people would be scared to say because of the the judge,
0: well the judgmentalism get. that they get, right? Now, now whether I agree with the gay lifestyle or not isn't the point. Mm-hmm. The point is do you understand where the people are coming from? And if you do, then you're going to treat them way different than if you're just going to be a jerk about it.
2: Well, again, it goes back to what we talked about: loving people, not just tolerating people. Exactly. And. Um,
0: and so now I know I get a lot of flack from people. They say, "Well, you can't have gay friends, and you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't do that." And and you know what I say to those people? Get a life. Get a life, because you know what we're we are here. Uh, there's relationships that need to be had, and if we back away from people because we don't either a understand or b agree with them i don't know how are you ever going to how are you ever going to reach people and talk with people and understand people if you're scared to death of them and if you're mean and nasty i don't understand that
2: well jesus himself got criticized because he didn't hang around with the religious elite all the time mm-hmm. he hang he hung around the common folks right. and the people that that weren't looked on as being The holy or something, you know, I mean,
0: they weren't following the rules or whatever.
2: Yeah. But But, Jesus, Jesus hung out with them. He took time and became friends and cared about them.
0: Right. Exactly. And I think that sometimes we will paint everybody with a, a certain brush and that isn't necessarily how it works.
2: And and we have to say sometimes people will paint us, will paint us because you know if we call ourselves an evangelical or if we call ourselves you know a born, born again, again Christian or something, yeah. or something, we'll get painted with this automatically. Brush that people we're, quit yeah, they'll
0: turn off the podcast or so say, oh, well that's just religious junk or whatever. Or
2: we're intolerant or we're you know and, and without ever getting to know us, so you know it can go both ways.
0: Well, I I really really honestly think that um, it's a lot more simple. Serving God is a lot more simple than what the church has made it
3: mm-hmm. and a
0: lot more simple than than what people expect out of it. I think I think it's it's about a relationship with Christ, not about following a set of rules. Not not that you shouldn't live your life good and and shouldn't aspire to be a good person. I think that's all right. But we really aren't good without Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so what's the point of of beating ourselves over the head and getting all rule minded? Mm-hmm. It's really about the relationship.
2: And, and I think you have to address the rules in the context of there are things in the Bible that if we obey them, we will have a better uh, life. A better life. Right. Not necessarily easy life. No, I mean, you, you go back to the Old Testament and sometimes you think, well, why were there all these rules about washing your hands and not eating pork and all that? Well, in in that culture, in that society... If you follow those rules, you probably were going to be tons healthier than if you ate raw pork and you had dirty hands i right. mean there were there were reasons behind, behind those yes. rules yes. for our benefit, not just to tie us up with rules right but um well
0: it, what i what I find though is you know people will back away from the Bible because it's been used as a weapon yeah. and not as an instruction book mm-hmm and I think that's what, you know, anytime somebody uses the Bible as a weapon against anybody except for Satan, mm-hmm. then it's the wrong use of the Bible. It's ne- it was never meant to thrash people over the head. Now, there is a certain part of Scripture that talks about what Scripture is for. Mm-hmm. And, and it does talk about, it does correct us. Mm-hmm. It does set things straight, and, you know, us. and instruct us, but it also encourages us mm-hmm. and it also guides us and shows us how to live our lives. Mm-hmm. But if you take that Bible, that same Bible you can take and you can use it to hurt others tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I know that's why some of my friends, um, not only just some of my friends that are gay, but other people have, have been hit over the head, um, people that have been divorced or People that are in a situation where they're living with someone and and they know they should be married and they're not they're not doing that they they can get a lot of they can get really cold and and hardened towards Christians because they'll point their fingers and say you you know they're using the Bible as a weapon instead of and, I, and this mm-hmm. is where I think we miss it sometimes uh, in, instead of the Bible being an instruction book and full of what you can do instead of what you can't do mm-hmm. you know here's my theory. If you come to Christ, if you really come and you say, I need Jesus in my life because I can't do this on my own. I need God. Mm-hmm. If you really do come to that conclusion and you cry out to him, and well, cry out, you know what I mean? You say to him, God, I believe you're real. I know you died on the cross for me. You rose again. I need you in my life. If you do that, then whose responsibility then is it for your for your life to get closer to God then at that point? Is that, um, is that my responsibility to teach you these things? Or, or can you read the Bible yourself and can God do a work in your heart just like he's done in my heart? Yeah. Can we trust that God can take anybody and begin to work with them if they come to him? Sure we can. Because mm-hmm. we're all in the same boat. We're all sinners. Mm-hmm. We all have made mistakes. I don't care what you call sin. We all do it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, and God's grace is enough, and if he can start to work on our lives, I guarantee you that if there is something in your life that doesn't line up with God, what God wants for your life, he will speak to you about it. I just know that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what that is, sometimes we get in debates on, and people can get all mad and upset and go back and forth, but, but, but let me just put it this way. God is big enough to work with the hearts of people if they are open. So why then should we judge others?
2: Well, I remember this saying long ago that that um, when you point one finger out at other people judging them, you have, um, what, four, four fingers. fingers, or three fingers and a thumb pointing back at yourself. Right, it's true. <laughs> you know, and, you know, that's an an old saying that you probably learned in kindergarten or sure, something. Sure, Don't point out the wrongs in others when you realize you have, you know, and, did we talk about the plank eye syndrome yet? Mm-mm. Were you going to talk about that?
0: Well, it's just there's another there's also another scripture in the Bible where Jesus is talking again and mm-hmm. I think Jesus talks about judgmentalism more than anybody else. Yeah. Because he could because yeah. he really was the only one that wasn't I mean, he judged but he judged righteously if that makes sense. Well,
2: he's the only one that really could because he was the only one without sin. Right. The you know, there's never been someone before him or someone after him that lived a sinless life, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, anyway, he, he
0: was saying, um, he was doing, it was a parable or something. He was talking to someone and, and he basically said, you know, um, why are you so quick to point out the faults in your, in somebody else's life, uh, or the speck in someone else's eye? Yeah. When you have a log sticking yeah, out of your eye like,
2: like there 's a little piece of dust in someone else 's eye, so you 're looking oh look at there 's dust in your eye and, and, and then you're you bad have and this yeah. you have this log sticking out of your eye
0: right, and so basically <laughs> so, he was saying you know don 't be so harsh, and you know i think I think sometimes the reason we 're so judgmental, especially when we 're younger, is because we really haven 't experienced life mm-hmm. I, I noticed that the more tragedy and the more heartache that we have experienced we are far less more judgmental. Yeah. In other words, we don't, we don't, we're not quick to make an assumption then because we know what it feels like to fail. We know what it feels like to be hurt. Mm-hmm. We know what it feels like to have something happen to us that we didn't, didn't have come upon when We didn't cause it. And then we also know what it's like to have something happen to us that we have caused. Mm-hmm. And how would we like people to treat us or think about us? Well, The older you get and the more things you go through, you realize, okay, I'm being a little too harsh here. I'm being way more judgmental than I need to be. And again, I think it has to do with trusting God too, is that God is big enough to take care of the problem in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Our job is to pray for them. Our job is Mm -hmm. to love them, is to care about them, is to speak to their heart, you know. Uh, when Have
2: a little compassion. (laughs)
0: Compassion would be a good thing. Yeah. You know, so anyway, I just think that's really interesting uh, that Jesus would talk a lot about it. I mean, he even gets to the point where he he calls the religious folks at the time. He says, uh, you know, you you go you travel across land and sea to win a convert. Yeah. And then when you you win them, you make them twice the son of hell as you are. Yeah. And that's a pretty harsh statement. He was he was judging the Pharisees, but see that what they were doing is saying, well, we're going to make them like us instead of let them be you know led by God. And and that happens so much, mm-hmm. you know. We want to win people and convert them into our own way of thinking. When really the most important thing is for people to have Jesus in their heart. Mm-hmm. And 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 from that point on, if they have a relationship with Christ, He certainly can speak to them. But but yeah. we get so we get so mean and nasty, and then we wonder why people don't want to hear what we have to say. And it's on. It's in both sides of the camp. In every disagreement. In every type of issue. There are people on both sides that are judgmental. And I think Mm -hmm. we needed to chill out.
2: Yeah. Be kind. Be kind one to to another. I think it's a verse I quoted to... The kids, the most growing up, yeah, <laughs> tender hearted, yeah. showing mercy to one another, just as God in Christ has shown mercy to you.
0: Right. And that's, that's good scripture and it's, mm-hmm. and it's true. Uh, well, why don't we go to our Facebook page and see if okay. there's any comments on there? Maybe you could oh, read.
2: Is there any comments? I don't think we can get through all the comments. Okay.
0: We're probably not going to get but, through everybody's <clears throat> comment, but we can read a few of them.
2: Yeah. This is the impromptu question this week. And it's, what was it? How do you keep um, from judging others?
0: Well, that's a good question.
2: And um, socially, Sarah says, I try to remember that all judgment is self-judgment in one way or another. My faith also tells me that God loves us and loves all of us. So who am I to judge another? I fail at this sometimes, but that's how I keep from being judgmental. Cool question.
0: That's an interesting perspective. All judgment is self-judgment. Do you know that the thing that bugs us the most about others is what bugs us the most about us? Hmm. Do you know that the the a lot of times we can be frustrated with our kids because we see ourselves in them?
2: They are a mirror in our faces, aren't they?
0: <laughs> well, they are, but that's not even in society. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been with people. I I've, I've been. I remember being with somebody that had a severe problem, severe problem, and they started to totally um, rank on a group of people that was a similar problem. And I kind of looked at them, and somebody said something, and then they got real quiet because it's just easy for us to rank on a group of people and be judgmental towards people, and then we don't really think about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we just need to be quiet. We just need to be less harsh because not, not that you can't stand up for what you believe, but sometimes it goes an extra, it goes too far when you start to rank on a group of people, or you, or you, you start to point fingers at someone when you yourself have that same problem.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I remember a lot of times in, in alcoholic homes, the kids hate alcohol. They're so upset because they one of the parents is an alcoholic, or both, or whatever, and they swear, "I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. I hate it. I hate it." And then what happens when they hit some stress when they become an adult?
2: They do what they've been taught.
0: They do what they've been taught, and they, they no. run to alcohol. The, the very thing that they hated the most, they mm-hmm. do.
2: I think that the statistics is 50%. At least that was many years ago when mm-hmm. I heard 50% of the children of alcoholics become alcoholics, alcoholics themselves.
0: And that's just one group of people. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, it's not just alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, I know families that are ripe with gossip because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, they hated it, hated it, hated it growing up. And then they get out and they start getting with a group of friends and everything. And what do they do? They gossip. Mm -hmm. Now, see, that's, that's, and then they judge other people that gossip and say how bad it is, but they themselves do it. So it's, it's, it's really something I love her comment because basically all judgment is self-judgment. There's something inside of us that says, if we judge that person, we feel better about ourselves. Mm -hmm. I remember one of my family members, um, uh, uh, well, not in our immediate family, but one of our family members used to uh, get me to do things that were wrong so that they could feel better about the, about doing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And you think about that. We do that a lot. You know, we want to justify what we're doing so we get others to come along with us and do it. And then... You know, if everyone's we feel doing better it, about it,
2: it can't be a sin, right?
0: Or if we get everybody else to do it with <laughs> us, then then I'm not as bad as everybody else, yeah. and that's just not necessarily true. Yeah. But uh, judgmentalism isn't good. How about another one?
2: Les says, I try to remind myself not to. It's difficult sometimes.
0: It is. It is, and I think we all need to remind ourselves again. I, I think it has to do with um, our age. Sometimes I think the older we get, the 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 more mellow we become. Not everybody does that, but a lot of us have that have gone through rough stuff. Realize that you know we don't know why they're in that situation. A lot of times, mm-hmm. I remember this one time, uh, one of the owners of a local bakery here saw you um, walking with our kids in the stroller, and she made this big assumption and and judged and said gosh i just can't believe these teenage moms you know and having on she's too young to have all those babies well it was you you were married and, and you just look like young
2: 25 or 26 right but i happened to have my hair back in a ponytail that day because right. i was walking and i had shorts and a baseball right shirt on so but I, she I looked made,
0: but she we laugh about it I looked now young at the time. but it was easy i mean I remember. Okay, how about this time? When remember when things were really, really tight years and years and years ago, and we had we applied for food stamps. Do you remember that?
2: It was when you were laid off from the radio station. Mm-hmm. They sold and I, the radio I'd station. Never, yeah. I
0: had never been unemployed. All of our married life mm-hmm.
2: and ten years, you yeah. managed the so, station. So we went on.
0: down to DHS. 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 I don't even know how to pronounce the name. Anyway, we got down there, and that was an experience. Mm-hmm. it was very hard not to be judgmental not only did i feel like i was being judged by the people that worked there uh-huh. because they treated us like crud uh-huh. i mean i was very in the end it was very nice to have the help and we, we were, had
2: we had two little boys and i was expecting katherine at the time mm-hmm. we didn't know that you were gonna that they were off. gonna sell yeah. the radio station yeah. you'd be laid off
0: Well, anyway, mm -hmm. um, I remember going in, but here's that that dilemma that was there. I was so upset because I didn't want to ask for help, but Mm -hmm. we needed it. And they treated us like crud. But sitting in the waiting room, I judged tons of those ladies in there with their little kids because they were talking about partying it up. And, and I'm thinking to myself, well, why don't you take the money that you're doing the drugs and the alcohol with and buy some food, you morons? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, I was being very judgmental and harsh. And at the same time, I was very needy, too. And and I don't, you know, I don't know where... I, Truth is, I don't know where they got the money for the drugs and the alcohol. I have no idea. They yeah. they couldn't buy it with, with the stuff they got from the government. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was being very harsh and judgmental. I should have been a little more mellow and realized um, sometimes people resort to escape to not feel.
2: They were self-medicating their well, pain.
0: what did I do? I just went and ate fried chicken. Yeah. I didn't do drugs. I did fried chicken because have I a felt Coca-Cola horrible. Or
2: a Coca-Cola right. Dietpe- okay. or a Pepsi or something, so, you know? So
0: very interesting, isn't it, that we really mm-hmm. are all in the same boat. And and how I think judgmentalism actually causes classes of people in our mind. Mm-hmm. We think, well, th- those people are trailer trash. Or those people are this or that. Or those people are snobby, high, mucky mucks. And they're just... You know, mm-hmm. rich, arrogant jerks, and we we put people judgmentalism puts people in different places when, in fact, we are all level in the eyes of God.
2: Well, we played a song was it last week or the week before about how God loves everyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know that He even loves Pat Robertson. Saying
0: all those goofy <laughs> and
2: things. It was just a goofy song, and yet it's it's one of the most profound songs I think out there because, yeah. like you said, sometimes people will want to classify people and for god he died for the jesus died for the whole world Mm -hmm. he sent his son god sent his son for the whole world not for the rich people not for the poor people not for you know just the people on drugs or not just for the people who go to church he came for everyone yes so what
0: would you skip down to Tim Butterfield's comment? Well, we okay. usually don't say last names, but Tim, Uh-oh. Tim's sorry. <laughs> Tim's comment was very profound and we're, we're going to run out of time because we can't do all of the, if okay. you want to see all the comments, just go to my Facebook page, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash rick.moyer. And then just scroll down to where you see that question. Uh, yeah, I'm, what, I'm there. Okay. So okay.
2: it says, I have thought a lot, about this over the years and have come to the conclusion that I will always be judgmental. I always look at a person and based upon what I know and what I believe, I make a judgment about that person. Are they good? Bad? Threatening? Helpful? Hurtful? Sinner? Saint? And on and on. Refining my judgment more and more as I learn more about that person. It is simply a way my the mind processes data to come to a conclusion. In the book of John chapter 8, which a lot of those verses I just looked up were from, the Pharisees bring a woman caught in the act of adultery to Jesus. She had been judged according to the law of Moses, a sinner worthy of death. The judgment was correct. The woman didn't deny the charges. Jesus um, The Lord didn't question the verdict. He knew the validity of the Pharisees' claims. The facts were clear. And um, he is, after all, the perfect judge. But he did not condemn. He did not accuse. He acted in love and with forgiveness. And he saved a life and a soul. I will always judge, but as long as I remember to act in love... With charity and in the knowledge that I can never know what God knows, I will pray not to do too much damage in the world.
0: That is profound.
2: Yeah, because I think it's human nature to judge even though we're not supposed to. (laughs) But But the the thing is to catch ourselves in that, like he said, and remember to act in love. But and I
0: also think that if we did a little word study on what that word judge meant Mm -hmm. not judgment, but judge what the word judge meant.
2: Yes, I understand.
0: Um, I think we would find that that is more the harsh black and white type of stuff. Well, and
2: I think there's also the the, there's a
0: difference between judgment and discernment.
2: Well, there's a discernment and there's a condemnation. Yes, agree. And I think in some instances the word judge is interchangeable with condemn.
3: Right. Exactly.
2: You're casting judgment and you're condemning someone. Right. Instead of. Whereas sometimes you have discernment, like like I talked the other day about how I, I there was a guy at Walmart kind of out of his mind and mm-hmm. talking to himself mm-hmm. and he was high on drugs. And I had the discernment that I was going to give that guy a little bit of room to get what he needed out of that fridge and right. not get in his way because right. I discerned that he was a little bit dangerous and I said a little prayer for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you can have discernment and and have discernment that, you know, this isn't a, the best situation to be in. Yeah. You need to use some caution here. Right. That's a God-given thing, the gift of discernment. Right. The thing is is not to cast judgment on someone well, and condemn and, them. And, have grace and mercy and towards them. The,
0: it's the way you judge. Mhm. If you think about that because he says, you know, do not judge lest ye be judged. So, if you're going to judge, mm-hmm. which we all do, judge less harshly and and do it in love rather than With grace. Exactly. Because yeah. that's what you want.
2: Well, that that comes to that verse that you're talking about before. With the same measure that you judge, you will be judged. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how would you like people to measure you up?
0: Right. Well, if you're seethingly mad and throwing things at the computer screen and you're saying, you know, take a hike, Ike. And, and, you know, I mean, I've seen people put things like F off and all these different things on their on their stuff to, towards others. And, and I think to myself, is that really what you want to say? Because... That doesn't help anything. All that does is make the other person say that back to you. Yeah. Or 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 just stir up trouble just to, get to see people's reaction. That's just not right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's mean and it's nasty. And why should you expect that anybody would treat you with compassion and love if you don't? Yeah.
2: But the Bible talks about so what you sow, you will also reap. Mm-hmm. So if you sow seeds of kindness... And grace and mercy, you'll Mm -hmm. reap that back if you sow seeds of condemnation and judgment. And here's the other
0: thing. You know, God wouldn't ask us to do that if it wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. And I do know that that sometimes it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong here. I'm in the same boat with everybody else. There are times when I just think... uh,
2: But with God's help, all things are possible. That's right.
0: And that's the whole point is that God is the part of the equation that really helps the matter. Mm -hmm. And that... God helps us to not judge. We let God do the judging. He's God. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We're not supposed to seek revenge. We're not supposed to try and mess people over. We're not even supposed to be, how do you put it? We're not not supposed to be mean or nasty towards people. We're supposed to be loving and caring. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that we don't have boundaries. That doesn't mean that we let people walk all over us. But it does mean that we need to think about the way that we treat other people. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes I think we need to, I mean, you know, I know we shouldn't have thought police and all this stuff. And, and I remember, do you remember that episode of Star Trek where, it was, I think it was Voyager, where they were able to read people's thought, intentions, mm-hmm. even though they didn't do the action. And mm-hmm. so they got in trouble for those kind of things. They were judged accordingly.
2: Because they had an angry thought.
0: Right. And and uh, that's a really interesting concept but I believe that God is the only one Jesus is the only one that can help us with our thought life mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that that's possible without God well
2: the Bible says be angry but sin not so we're going to experience different feelings feelings aren't really good or evil it's, it's what, what we do, do with them. them yeah you need to exhaust. You know, acknowledge to God, you know, God, I'm pretty angry about this. Can you help me respond properly? Exactly.
0: Instead of and react.
2: Instead of react. And so, you know, give God your feelings. Acknowledge them. Don't be in denial. But give God your feelings and be real about them. And then ask him to help you process them in a healthy way. Yeah. <laughs> not here's a hurtful a, way. Here's
0: a few signs to find out if, if you know you are being judgmental or not. How can you tell if you're being judgmental? Number one, you have an us against them attitude.
3: Hmm. That's always
0: an indicator. Yeah. How about this? People disgust you because you are so much better than they are. Ew. You think about that for a moment. That's why how you know if you're being judgmental. There are times when you think, I mean, maybe I'm the only one that's thought that. I don't think so. How about this one? Number three, if you're always talking and never listening A lot of times, that's a real indicator that you're very judgmental, that you care way more about what you think than what others think or care. And then the last one that's kind of interesting: if you have no real close friends or family, Hmm. chances are you're doing something judgmental. You're doing something to where people don't want to be around you.
2: Well, it talks about bitterness, you know, and and I think that goes hand in hand with judgmentalism and. If someone's really bitter, it's just not real pleasant to be around them Yeah, and judgmental.
0: Um, Here are some steps to grace. In other Mm -hmm. words, and grace, by the way, means favor that you don't really deserve. In other words, um, having compassion, loving people, even though they may not believe the same as you. Um, Number one, steps to grace. Racism, bigotry, and hate is just plain wrong.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: If you really want to have grace in your life and you really want to not be judgmental, you need to give up the racism, the bigotry, even if you don't agree, and hate. It's just none of those should be in a believer's life, should be in a person that um, claims to know God, that just should not be in our lives. Not that we all don't struggle with it from time to time, but we need to get it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I remember... um, I used to laugh at racial jokes and I don't do that anymore because the more that I get to know people and the the variety of people all over the world, that's not funny to me anymore. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But there are people, I mean, there are people today that want me to laugh right along with them when they make a joke about a Mexican or make a joke about a black person. I'm thinking, you know,
2: that's not funny. I have friends
0: that are Mexicans. I have friends that are Black people. I don't understand why that's funny.
2: You know, and basically, we're all just people. Yeah, <laughs> get the color and the. We're all the same the inside. Ethnic. That's thing right. out of there. We're just people.
0: Here's another step to grace: um, to remember that we're all in the same boat. How we got here differs, mm-hmm. but we're all in the same boat. When you realize that we're all on equal terms with God then you will be less judgmental. I know I am when I realize mm-hmm. that. How about this one? This is a good one. Love covers a multitude of sins. That's a scripture. Mm-hmm. The more we love people, the less we have to concentrate on the things we don't agree with.
2: Well, and and I know that, you know, in the past when people have um done things that were hurtful, I have to remember that they were probably hurt at some point in their life and Give them some grace and pray. What I've been trying to do is pray for people that are hurtful, that they will be healed of the cause that's causing them to be hurtful. Yeah. You know, so...
0: Um, we've already covered this one. The old four fingers back at ourselves. Yeah. You know, the three fingers, I guess.
2: Three fingers and a thumb, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. In other words, just we were talking about... When you point you a was...
0: finger, you have fingers pointing back at you. Yeah. So just remember you have sin in your life, too. Mm-hmm. You have things that you have messed up and that you do wrong in your life. So just be careful when you're pointing a finger. Mm-hmm. Um, how about this one? Walk the mile in their shoes before you make any judgment call. Mm-hmm. So in other words, before you go and cast somebody out and think you know, not give them the time of day and and make a judgment call, take a moment to try and understand where they're coming from because you mm-hmm. might come up with a different conclusion on how you treat them. Most of the time you will.
2: You know, and I know sometimes people will will judge people because they're down and out. Maybe they've
0: made you know, some unwise choices. Made some unwise right.
2: choices become dependent on right. on chemical substances or whatever. Right. Um, you know, you've worked in homeless ministry and you know all the people that have burnt their bridges. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know what happened to them to get nope. them there, to nope. cause them to self-medicate nope. like that. And, you know, many of them had been abused as kids or, yep. or, you know, just fell into the wrong crowd and, you know, started on a, a destructive path. We,
0: and, and some far worse abuse than we can imagine. Yeah. Sexual abuse, um, uh, violence, uh, drugs. There are so many different things stories but when we you know we just don't know and that's why i think that's why god's love is so fantastic because he loves people no matter what they've snorted up their nose what happened to them how they were hurt he still cares about people and he mm. loves people where, right where they're at and yeah. i think that's what breaks through all the the hard stuff you yeah. know but we oftentimes i'm glad we're not god yeah we'd be in trouble
2: yeah
0: (laughs) the last one that i wanted to say that if you want to take some steps to grace to being less judgmental remember that dogma and legalism kills the spirit Mm -hmm. respect love and compassion fills people with the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and i think that's a lot i think when you want to you want to think about it for a moment i know we all have standards and rules and things that we want to you know aspire to but just remember when the rules and the instructions and the the dogma is stronger than the compassion and the love for people it can get twisted and it can get bad really quick
2: mm-hmm.
0: not not that there's anything wrong with having you know strong beliefs as long as it doesn't take the human being out of the equation because god isn't all about the rules he's all about you and me mm-hmm. he loves us he cares about you and he cares about others, the person that you're upset with, even, mm-hmm. and and you just got to think that way because when you think that way, um, you're gonna you're going to respond out of love and kindness instead of out of judgment and harshness.
2: Well, and I th- I think, just about every week I get this in. Jesus sums up pretty much the whole Bible in this: love God and love others, mm-hmm. and. You know, if if we get that one thing that Jesus asked us to do <laughs> down, yeah. you know, we we're gonna have compassion on people.
0: Yeah. We we had so many other great comments on Facebook and Twitter and we're so sorry we couldn't get to them all, but I did write a song.
2: Yes you did. It's it, a
0: it's a rocking tune. It
2: is a super rocking tune.
0: You like it that much, huh?
2: Um I'm just saying it's super rocking. I, I, I thought you
0: meant it was super.
2: I kind of like the more mellow songs more, but for those of you out there that like um, like
0: to rock,
2: like hard rock, you will really like this. And and will you post the words online? Because, I'll read them right
0: now. i don't I read okay, them and then because, we'll post them online?
2: Because I had a hard time understanding over the yeah. electric guitar.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyway, the the song is called "If I Ask." And and here's the lyrics to it, and then you can listen to it, and then we'll come back and pray. It says, I've been there many times, the scene unfolds before, where I encounter someone that I'd rather just ignore. or uh, Whether the beggar on the street or the orphans on TV, the mother on welfare that does drugs instead of eat. So different than I am, so hard to understand why they would make the choices that would take them where they land. Is that their lot in life, or can't I just see straight? So quickly I dismiss them, blinded by all of my hate. Kind of interesting. And the chorus is, Who am I to treat them bad if my life's an open book, if all they see is hatred in the way I act and look? Maybe putting down that picket sign and wearing Jesus like a mask, I could show compassion, and if they need help, I could ask. And then I could ask, and I could ask. And then it says, "I I try to understand. Uh, maybe getting our hands dirty and finding where to start, perhaps we wouldn't be so quick to judge them in our heart, for the boat we find them in is the boat we are in too. What separates us is only what we choose to pull us through. Pointing all the fingers never gets us anywhere. Loving one another shows how we really care, for I have made some stupid choices for which I am not proud. I am just better at hiding them and not shouting them out loud. And then the course, one more time, who am I to treat them bad? If my life's an open book, if all they ever see is hatred in the way I act and look, maybe putting down that picket sign and wearing Jesus like a mask, I could show compassion, and if they need help, I could ask. Mm-hmm.
2: What do you think? I, you know, I think that's... Oh, I need to get closer to the microphone. Yes, you do. I think it's really good because, you know, I I have some opinions about things, but I think sometimes that holding picket signs and stuff is not fair. Well, and what I meant by you know,
0: yeah, what I meant by that is you know, maybe yeah. we could instead of picketing and uh-huh. wearing Jesus like a mask and saying you know, you're sinners and all, that, maybe we should put those things down and yeah. just care about people. Yeah, because I don't, I don't see a picket sign winning anybody to God.
2: I see it probably pushing people away.
0: Yeah, I don't understand, and I but but then we for some reason in the church people applaud that mm-hmm. and they go, oh, you're so bold. Yeah, you're so stupid. Is my well, here? You know, I'm being judgmental.
2: <laughs> well, you Whoops. know, I I don't. It, I think the challenge is is to. It, it's not wrong to have your own beliefs and to believe strongly about something. The hard part is when you take a stand for that. To to do it in a loving way, the Bible yeah. says to speak the truth in love, and I think people need to have discernment. About how to go about that so it doesn't come off hateful.
0: Well, like I said, put down the picket signs, quit wearing Jesus like a mask, and actually live your life like Him. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Maybe that would help. Yeah. And I think it just boils down to a personal thing where do you have a personal relationship with God or are you just going through the motions and screaming at everybody else because you feel insecure about yourself? Good question. Yeah. So here's the song. We'll be right back. love the screaming electric guitar solo at the end i love you yeah, you keep saying that
2: yeah you know how much i'm into electric guitars yeah
0: that was jamming i hope you enjoyed that song if you like it let me know and uh yeah that'd be cool you can get a hold of us at uh, rick at take him with you dot com. that's rick at take him with you dot com. visit our website take him with you, dot com. you can donate there as well on the donate section you can sign up for our newsletter. Amy and I write an article every week and send it out on Monday mornings. That's free. And if you'd like to help us out with it, you certainly can. Uh, let me see. What else? They can, they can see us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer or amy.moyer. You can follow me on Twitter at Moyer777. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. All right. And then we'll introduce next week's subject. Okay. Okay. Father, thank you that you really do have us all in the same boat, that you care about us and you love us. And and God, thank you that you give us grace and you give us the ability to not judge others. Help us, Lord, to have discernment and to, to make the calls that we need to, but to love people right where they're at and care about people the way you do. That's our prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the personal relationship that we can have with you. If we, if we just invite you into our heart, you are just awesome and so much appreciated. So thank you, God, for caring about us and loving us. Jesus, we do believe that you uh, died on the cross for us and you rose again. And Lord, from this day forward, we just want to follow you and we want to we know you in a real way. That's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Okay, Uh, what are we going to talk about next week?
2: Well, next week we have a fellow podcaster coming. Yes. And he has a podcast in Canada.
0: What's in Jeff's Basement. Okay. And the other one that he does is called Champ Podcast.
2: And Champ is a a car racing podcast.
0: Indy 500 podcast, yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be actually here, him and his wife. So we're going to interview him on what's going on in his life, uh, about his faith, about uh, his podcasts. And about his geeky fun life, yeah. so I don't. We'll probably call it. Uh, I don't know what we're going to call it. Probably Jedi Jeff. Jedi Jeff from Canada.
2: Or maybe we're, we'll say this is an international podcast um, that's conference. That's right. That's right. <laughs> with with um, two podcasts,
0: it'll be fun. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's everything. Remember that um, we really appreciate you, and we love the fact that you listen. We'd love to hear from you please write to us, rick at takehimwithyou.com.
2: Or, yeah, you can say hi to me, too.
0: Yep, you can. But you, I didn't <laughs> say that well, you could write to us.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2010.
2: ten. All right, rights reserved.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. I think I'm going to go rock out. You want me to play the electric guitar really loud for you?
2: No, that's Okay. <laughs> don't
0: really love me
2: i love you i just don't love the electric guitar that much i like, like it when you
0: play,
2: i like it when you play acoustic a lot that's fun or when you play piano for me it's so pretty what
0: do you want to do with your life i want to rock Hello, my name is Meds, And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking Me With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcasts between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or iTunes we'd be honored if you'd join us thank you
1: the treks in sci-fi podcast
3: stand by to receive our transmission
1: sci-fi
0: entertainment
1: news and commentary i am locutus of borg star trek episode analysis Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons.
0: Collectibles, toy and prop reviews.
3: I am to misbehave.
0: The weekly
1: Trucks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at TreksInSciFi.com. ficom Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and cast, we've now added Companion Casts. A Companion Cast is a podcast... That coincides with a new episode of the Guild and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set during filming of Season 4 and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finished their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of the Guild, Felicia Day as well as the producer, Kimmy V, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open-wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast, we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.
0: Hi, my name's Al. And my wife, Joyce, and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And... We'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember,
3: make it a magical day.